0: this week on the I Love Funny Women podcast. I have like a Baphomet belt. Like most people didn't clock it, but there's a couple people are like, did you bring the devil to this wedding? I have the chef Uh hat, it's in my closet here. It is still a hot mess. I have it in a plastic baggie because it just sheds glitter. Uh
1: Welcome to season two of the I Love Funny Women podcast. I am Dina Nina,
2: and I am Lalita G. Hi. Together we're Lalita Dina Nina, Lalita Dina Nina. Oh my god, that's cute! (laughs) And that's pretty much sums up the mood I'm in.
1: (laughs) I love it. My mood is nap.
2: (laughs) Okay, that's the mood.
1: I literally was in the middle of a nap, and then I was
2: like, "Oh shoot." We're supposed to record today. (laughs) Well, I wish I had had a nap because all I've been doing is soccer and let me tell you now, Dina, and you, all you beautiful listeners outside, don't expect me to talk about anything other than soccer. I have no idea what happened, what's happening in the world.
1: (laughs) So what do you think about that Obama thing?
2: (laughs) No, what is it?
1: What's the Obama thing? I was just trying to be funny and then...
2: Well, the fact that the fact that we had a black president unleashed the worst bout of white supremacy that this country—probably not the worst—but I I do feel that everything that's happening, all the the crazy shit with the Republicans and everything—it's still a backlash to Obama. People aren't over it.
1: I don't disagree with that at all.
2: <laughs> See, we're on the same page. Are we also on the same page that we just? Oh, God, I can't stand Argentina.
1: <laughs> um, sure. <laughs>
2: I mean, before all the haters really go for me, not the country. The country's fine. Great country. It's just the messy, the messianization. There you go. See what I did there? Ooh. Messianization of messy. I hate it. Um, this is really like, we're off to a flying start. I
1: mean, <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, clearly we have kicked into the holiday season.
2: I don't understand. Okay, there's many things I don't understand about this country, which I now call home. Why you can't amend amendments, that's one. Like, amend the fucking amendments, then that, right? Right, um, does so this have soccer? And then the second thing, no, nothing about soccer. <laughs> <laughs> nothing about soccer, yet. it'll come. The second one is why Thanksgiving is so close to Christmas. Like, Thanksgiving's a bullshit holiday anyway genocide alert but if you're gonna celebrate it because people like to you know say what they're grateful for and, and they like the food and the family time and i'm not denying anybody that why have it so close to christmas it makes no sense because it really does feel like we're now in this kind of no person's land of the holidays
1: it is true the stretch between thanksgiving and christmas Um, or the solstice, or whatever you celebrate, Hanukkah, is just a race to get shit done before the end of the year, and give people gifts, and call it a day. However, something is wrong with me. Something is wrong with me this year, and I have a Christmas tree up. I mean, don't don't get me wrong, it's still not decorated yet. (laughs) (laughs) And... It is the gayest Christmas tree you've ever seen. Ooh, it's I like five that. colors. It's so great. I saw it and I was like, oh my God. It doesn't have to be Christmas. It's just gay
2: Oh, I love that. I love people. Find out About Gandhian resistance. Gandhian resistance. you hear it here on the I Love Funny Women podcast. I Love Funny Women podcast. Dina Nina has a Christmas tree, but she hasn't decorated yet. That's activism, people. That is hardcore activism.
1: It's a Queermas tree, though. That's like
2: I love your queer tree. I so have off. a tree. I bought it at Whole Foods, so it's sustainable. It's little, so I put it on a table. But my activism is when I go to Whole Foods, which I have very mixed feelings about, especially since they're owned by Amazon. What I do, my activism, Dean, is I park in the hybrid parking spot, but I don't have a hybrid <laughs> car.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're the yes. asshole. You're the asshole who's doing
2: that. <laughs> oh, no, it's activism, nonviolent resistance. Happy, happy, joy, joy. I hope everybody had a wonderful Thanksgiving and is now ready for Christmas. I mean, it's basically they put in like three weeks, so you can lose the weight you put on over Thanksgiving, so you can put it back on over Christmas. It's what's the thinking behind it? Because none of these dates are real. So when it was all
1: created. <laughs>
2: 1776, uh-huh,
1: yes. There was a turkey who came uh, in, mm-hmm. and the turkey was like, hey, um, why don't you guys not celebrate things and eat me? And then the pilgrims were like, but this is our land. We can do what we want. And that's how it started, and that was the day that it happened.
2: The third Thursday in November. Yeah, whatever. That's it. it, that's
1: it. I have no idea. I mean, it just feels like once Halloween is over now, it's just like a mad rush to Christmas, like to the end of the year.
2: It's crazy. It's yeah. Yeah.
1: But. But. That means that we get to take a little bit of a break after the next episode.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, I get a break? I get paid <laughs> you get, holiday?
1: You get you get a paid holiday. I'm going to pay you double what I pay you now. <laughs>
2: Double time holiday. Oh my God. I'm so, uh, uh.
1: <laughs> and I'm going to pay myself quadruple what I pay, get paid uh, now. Wow. <laughs> so
2: we're getting a whole lot of
1: nothing. We're getting a whole lot of nothing.
2: I love, we it, love it.
1: Let's talk about the World Cup. Let's
2: talk about the World Cup.
1: Nobody can stop talking about it except for me because I have no clue what's happening. Ah!
2: you only care about who the hottest team is. And at, at this point, I don't think actually it's a bad metric at all. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that metric plays out.
2: I think uh, so. Um, I mean, obviously I'm wearing my Holland shirt because they played this morning. We're recording on Saturday. Um, and so that's my team. But um, I, I have a secret passion for Morocco. That kind of so superbly the underdog in all of this. Well, I just feel like, None of the African teams are, Senegal are still in as well. And I would, you know, support them, obviously not when they play Holland. I mean, that's when my, my Dutchness comes in.
1: Of course.
2: Um, But um, teams that are not traditionally in the world cup, who don't have a big standing on the world stage, who don't really ever get to play these big tournaments, because I I don't want to say they're not good enough. It's much more about the money that's available in country to support these sports Um, I just love to see them do well and to get recognition and for the players to become known and maybe get their own contract so they can go to bigger clubs and and have more chances to play. So I'm all about it. So Senegal, Morocco, I support them completely until they play Holland and then, you know.
1: (laughs) So um, I kind of pick the teams I support based on who I don't want. Win
2: that's a great, also great metric. I love it, yes.
1: <laughs> so, my team is um Antarctica. That's I want them to win
2: <laughs> the great nation of Antarctica, the great nation of Antarctica. <laughs> Make Antarctica <be> great again. <laughs> I can't even and, uh, and, uh, say <laughs> it's too many syllables. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my uh, God. I, I have to say I don't hate the USA. Obviously, we are also American, and and a lot of my friends support the USA. My kids' friends, and so uh, it's not a team I have very strong feelings about. So, if the USA would have won against Holland this morning, then I I could have lived with it.
1: Right, you would have been torn, but also like. Okay, get it.
2: Yeah, happy for that team. And I think they're a solid team. And uh, I, I would have been okay with that. Argentina on Friday is a whole nother ball game because they're our traditional nemesis. Like I don't remember a time that we beat Argentina, so it was before twenty-nine years ago when I was born. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we might have beaten them ones in the 70s. I have to look up my stats, but like, it's bad. It's bad. Uh, and so, um, yeah, my whole week's ruined. So thank mm-hmm. you for that, Australia. If you could have just gotten a couple of more goals in. So I, I'm all about ooh.
1: Right. <laughs> no, Australia did
2: great. They got one goal against Argentina. They almost got a second goal right at the end. It was very exciting.
1: I mean, at least their soccer team's better than any of their entries into Eurovision have been. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> right, what a bitch! I love Jessica Mayboy.
2: <laughs> the, the the metrics that they just keep them coming, you know?
1: better, right
2: I <laughs> mean it's like oh World Cup, is that like Eurovision I mean that's so exciting. <laughs> new point, new <nul> point. <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean that's where that's about as competition-y as I get. If it's that or somebody on like my favorite season of nailed it, wins <laughs>
2: Tell us about Nailed It,
1: Dina. Oh, well, I love Nailed It so much. And our guest today was actually uh, one of the competitors on season six, episode six. So I am very, very excited when we come up to that. However, it's kind of like right now, our country is experiencing that really big tension where everybody's coming out. It's like when you get to the final like moments of eurovision and all of the votes from the general public are being factored in and you know you never know what's going to happen right in that last moment right um and it feels like that way in georgia right now
2: yes no no absolutely and uh, that's that's absolutely right and uh, the, the good reverend reverend bless him is sending me at least 100 emails a day
1: uh, i know <laughs>
2: no i didn't mind that Um, I find the psychology interesting like they try the oh my god we're running falling behind tactic and then the hey good news we're in the lead like they try and drag you in and I am in I phone bank last week. um, but the problem is that there's only one election, and that's in Georgia, and the whole yep. country is phoning Georgia to please get them to vote. So, yeah. um, but the activism is amazing, Dean. I mean, people are, can be really down on, on this country, and of course, there's a lot to be upset about, but there's also a lot to be very, very hopeful about.
1: So I was looking at the breakdowns of the numbers and everything, and it seems like this is what's so interesting. This has been the highest turnout for white people over 60. Oh, In recent years.
2: Wow.
1: And we can surmise that those voters, those white over 65 voters, are progressives. They're not. They're not. I'm joking. Like, they're not progressives. They're going to be Republican. And they're Republican. So, right now, it looks like Warnock and Walker, this guy who wants to be a werewolf, not a vampire. Is only for three or four points behind the Reverend Warner.
2: I mean, it's fine that the people over 60 or 65, the white, good white people, are Republican, are, are even conservative, fine, even Republican, you know, whatever. Like, it's a free country. But Herschel Walker, I mean, it's, if the guy ran for the Democrats, I wouldn't vote for him. I mean, at I all. I voted for Joe Biden. Like, I, I, <laughs> I take my my you know strategic voting to a very far end, but that no way.
1: Yeah, no, not at all. I this is the thing that's so fascinating watching the Democrat Rep- Party and the Republican Party side by side, is that like Al Franken stepped back for a while. You know, like we try to hold each other accountable as much as possible, but it seems like the Republican conservative tickets are just like, anything goes, let's see what happens, you know? Like, and and how, how is this guy it's, so close? Like, it's unbelievable. Um, is a blathering, you know, person who doesn't know things.
2: It's hard to talk about him and not be ableist, but it's, it's, yeah.
1: Guys, come on, really? You're going to let them vote for a werewolf wannabe?
2: guy yeah i'm thinking though gina weren't weren't we saying earlier that we support in the world cup the opposite of who we don't want to win that's what herschel walker supporters are doing they're just against they're not not for him they're just really against warner
1: and thank god it doesn't really impact the lead we have in the senate right but it could enhance it if if Warnock won, you know, obviously things. Yeah, happen.
2: and and we don't know what's gonna happen in two years, and and the more the better. So I I mean, but also just common sense, the thought that Walker could actually win that, it's it's just next level.
1: Yeah, the closeness is shocking to me. It's shocking. Even, even into the last days of a runoff, you know, like today is the day everybody is voting for the two of them today
2: oh my god tina this week between warnock and walker and holland argentina i just i need somebody send me some xanax okay just kidding (laughs) (laughs) don't cancel me
1: send me some xanax (laughs) (laughs) because i will share it. it
2: i mean i you know since i'm sober it's like this is even more complicated well i guess i have another cup of chamomile tea um, all right, well, let's talk about the L word because there's nothing going on in the world that we find interesting. Sorry, Ukraine. Hope hope you get some electricity at some point. But deep oh my up, we have things going on. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's good. There's a lot of drama. There's lots of things that are predictable. Like Shane is going to be unfaithful to Tess. And and I haven't seen any previous people. And there's no spoilers here. This is me. But she's going to be unfaithful with Kalani. Like I feel, you know how when you're in a monogamous relationship, you get your people that you're allowed to fuck and they don't count? <laughs> in theory. I mean, I guess because it's always like people like Kalani or I had Michelle Obama. Like this, these are realistically not going to happen. So even if you're super monogamous, kind of territorial kind of person you know you can still be like yeah okay fine if you you had the opportunity to sleep with Michelle Obama and she was up for it then that would not count as quote-unquote cheating and yeah Shane's got the itch Tina and Beth are back together but they're already complicated yeah there's a lot going on one thing that bothers me there's a a sober story this um, person called Finley so between the end of the last L word and the current L word it's one year later like it says that and they get their job back in a bar because that's absolutely a great thing to do when you're still just back from sober living. Great decision. A really good decision. And and, and they keep making these amends that, you know, as part of the 12-step program. Yeah. Because it's like anybody that's ever been to one meeting, which I think is most of us, like we've been to either an AA or an Al-Anon or something, like there's so many 12-step situations you're not supposed to just barge in on people and say i have to make amends and then the other person says yeah i don't really no no but i have to make amends and then you just vomit your amends there is no way in the writer's room of the l word there aren't at least a couple of people that have been through a 12-step program and who should know that and i just it, it offends my intelligence that they sit there and they and they write this stuff and it's like that's just 100 percent not how it works
1: is that how it's not it's not supposed to work that way <laughs>
2: Dina, while we're on the air, while we're recording live, let me just tell you, I'm really sorry. Do you want to hear it? I don't care.
1: Please tell me, or I will. Let's make amends. (laughs) I mean, I get it, I get it, I get it. But there's also like this need for us to kind of vomit on each other all the time. It's so sexy. Also there was something that happened. Oh, I, yeah. Woo. So there were, there are a lot of things and I keep watching, for some reason I keep watching Karen videos because it makes me feel better about my life. But also (laughs) I'm like, we are all just moments away from being a Karen at any given time in this society right now. Yeah. And I think about the times that without intentionally Going through so many things and just letting it all just it, it bottled up so much, and then I start saying things, and I'm like, I shouldn't be this person in public right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I get how that's a thing, you know. Like, I I grew up very Protestant. My other than me, I will tell you all the time if I need to, like, I will I will vomit on people. But also, if there's something I really need to make amends with that I feel very guilty about, I'm probably not going to say it until I absolutely have to. (laughs) 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 Conflict-averse. That's what they call me.
2: Oh, my God. So conflict-averse. Well,
1: I think we're going to take a real quick break, and we're going to come back with our amazing guest. Hi, this is Greg Potter from 20-Minute Collaboration. If you are in or around Madison, Wisconsin on December 13th, then I want to see you at the Burr Oak for 20-Minute Collaboration Salon. This is a live recording of the 20-Minute Collaborations podcast, We've got four amazing local guests, including Representative Francesca Hong. We're going to invite each one to share a story. I'm going to ask them some questions about collaborations. We're going to laugh, possibly cry, and have a really freaking good time. You can get your tickets at ProjectKINECT.com or on Facebook. Doors open at 6 o'clock, and the show will start at 7 p.m. And make sure you check out my podcast, 20-Minute Collaborations, on the Artemis Bow Network. You're listening to the I Love Funny Women podcast on the Artemis Bow Network. We would love to hear from you. You can give us an email at info at ilovefunnywomen.com or you can find us on the socials and tag at I Love Women and at Artemis Bow Network. And now back to the show. Oh, Lalita. Oh, Dina. I just love every time I get to spend with you. (laughs) So I am really excited about our guest today. We are talking to um, an incredible actor. She has a degree from Harvard. I think she's got like three or four degrees. Like she's an incredible actor and comedian and improver. Anyway, she was on season six, episode six of Nailed It, which is one of my favorite shows. We had the inside scoop on Nailed It.
0: Yes.
1: And so our guest this week is the phenomenal Terry Gamble. Woo. I am so glad that you were able to join me today, Terry. Thank you so much.
0: Oh, my God. Thank you for having me. Like, this is a dream come true. You know, all these funny, funny people you talk to all the time and just it's it's good. It's, it's my favorite
1: it. thing. Like, I just, pretty much, I just invite people that I geek over, even if they're my friends, and I'm just like, you're so amazing. So, <laughs> hopefully, this will be a very positive experience for oh, all of us.
0: I get it. I, Me and my, my podcast co-host, Julia Marquesi, and I, we always joke about that. We're like, it's really just a long con for us to talk to, like, our heroes and, like, our BFFs, like, you know, just – get someone on one time we always find out so much stuff just having these chats. so i love yeah, it.
1: it it's great yeah. and your podcast is horror movie uh survival guide correct yeah 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 and you're a, a scream queen
0: i guess you know i like i like to scream i like to yeah 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 like i like the scaries i love Would that
1: you, should... you love horror movies so much <laughs>
0: I, it's a weird thing. It was a late in life thing because my family, I, I think I talk about that sometimes on my shows, I grew up very religious and like it was very frowned upon. And... um coffee's ready. Um, <laughs> Very frowned upon, you know, like anything like very dark like that. So it was one of those things I got into, like in my middle age, Um, I got into Dungeons and Dragons and like all the things that were like deemed evil. And I was like, oh, gosh, these are all really fun. No, I don't know why. They're also really dorky and nerdy and and, and silly. And I just it's it's just funny to me that people thought that that was what was going to take people down. I'm like, really? This is really not that serious. <laughs>
1: yeah totally i get that i get that completely my parents were the same way and then after my dad died my sister and i started watching vampire movies on christmas eve like that was our
0: (laughs) yes rebels 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 especially over the religious holidays that's like one of my favorite things like i legit showed up to one of my cousins weddings recently like I had like a Baphomet belt. Like most people didn't clock it, but there's a couple of people are like, did you bring the devil to this wedding? I'm like, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I know
1: my mom is like, always like, mom, this Muslim ban, you know, that's a big thing. She goes, and I said something about Jesus accepted. And she goes, don't talk about the Bible to me. And I was like, oh, okay. That's where this goes. <laughs>
0: uh uh-uh, uh Don't bring Jesus in. Right? Don't uh-uh. bring Jesus.
1: don't you talk about Jesus? I no. can talk about it. I you're love- not allowed to
0: talk about him because you're going to bring his name in vain. It's going to be a problem. Oh, oh Lord! I
1: love that whole thing. <laughs> also, so you are highly educated. Ugh. <laughs> is it? Is it a? A PhD from Harvard?
0: I I do not have a PhD. My brother has a PhD. So in in my craw, in my family, I'm like, ah, he's the doctor. Um, No, I have two masters, which just feels like a PhD sometimes because it's about the same amount of school. So I have a master's in business and then I have a master's in acting and theater arts. Very, Um, very... From Harvard. Harvard, yeah. It's so, it's, no, it's like, it's so, it's so silly. It's, I mean, it's great. I love it. And it was super fun. And we went, we, I get to spend part of my time in Russia. Like it was an amazing experience. It's just so funny. It's like, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not, it wasn't Harvard business school. Do you know what I mean though? Like it's, right, it's a different, right. different echelon. <laughs> it wasn't Harvard law. Like it was, you know, it was theater arts, which is also still tough and beautiful. And, you know, all like, I'm not going to discount that, but it's not the same. Sure. So yes, I'm nerdy, but like, Mm, it's it's okay it's okay.
1: I love that so much. yeah. I was just like, oh my god she wow.
0: <laughs> <laughs> My parents both have their master's in education. My brother is an educational psychologist. He works at, a, he's a professor. So like it was, wasn't like if you're going to go to school, it was when, and I just happened to choose stuff that I figured I would enjoy. So that's why I was a I'm a big art, art kid who got to go through a lot of school and did a lot of upper education in it uh, for better or worse student debt. You know, it's, it's so silly, so silly as yeah, artists. No, I'm no, like, totally really, true. I'm not going to ever get paid that much, or maybe I will one day. I don't know were Fingers your family lost.
1: were your family supportive of your uh career choices?
0: They are now. Yeah, I think it was one of those things where they were just like because you know, when you're growing up in a certain, I don't know, frame of mind or, or thing, you only see what you can see. That's achievable. You don't see outside of that box. And yeah. so they were very much like, "You've got to be a teacher now." And I was like, "No, no, no. I know you guys are educators, and yes, I support it. And yes, I spent my time teaching and tutoring and substitute teaching and all that stuff as an artist. But I knew that wasn't going to be my ultimate path. And when I finally like broke it down to my mom, I was like, "Mom." Okay, I was like Taraji P. Henson on, you know, you know, got paid, you know, doing Empire. I was like, she got paid what I paid for my whole degree per episode. And she's yeah. like, "Oh, I was like, yeah, that's like <laughs> my goal. I want to get that Empire money. I want to get that Taraji P Henson like starring, you know, and a show money. I was like, that's the difference of like versus like. Yes, I could make this a little bit. I'm like, she makes made what you made per year, you know, doing one project. You know what I mean? I'm like, that's where where we're going, mom. She's like, okay." I get it now. I'm on board, and now they're like, okay, they're like, they're praying for it now too. They're soaking. Yes. I'm saying all these <laughs> prayers. I've already prayed for a series regular role for you, Terry. I've already prayed for this, and like, I'm like, thank you, Mama, for the prayers. I appreciate them. I love the the, the yeah. great thoughts. Keep sending it out there. But so yeah, they're they're on board now. But it, it took a minute.
1: I love it. You came yeah. back with you came back with credits, and you're like, okay, viable viable career
0: <laughs> well that was the deal like once they saw that and also i have another friend um, recently because i've been in la since 1997 so I've, i'm not new to this game and I've, I've i've you know hit hit these different plateaus and different ebbs and flows in the business and one of my friends to me one day was like terry you're a lifer like mm. this this isn't like just like a fun thing for you i was like no you're right this is like what i've been doing since i was five years old i started performing you know i got my first agent then so like it, it's not just a short journey i think it's just one of those things either like you you fall in love with it and you you stick together or not um even just watching shirley ralph like get her freaking emmy
1: oh my right? god i was like everything was chilled like i'm just like what is happening
0: this i'm getting goosebumps now thinking about that moment and anytime that i feel like oh like it's not happening or it's not enough or it's not here or whatever and like a, I have to stop myself and be like, she's literally been famous my whole life. you know what I mean right, there, she's right. like our freaking dream girl like from my childhood, you know, like mm-hmm. Broadway, like everything, films, Hallmark movies. She's done literally everything like all the things that I've ever wanted to do. I'm like she's done all of it. and she's just getting her Emmy. I was like, you need to calm down, gamble, like calm yeah. down. <laughs> like <laughs> you've got you know, you uh, many 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 shoulders to 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 stand on and 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 uh she's just uh, a hero. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah. I was so inspired by that moment. And I just sat there and chilled, like you were saying, just these pimples all over. And I was like, Yeah.
0: Oh, wow. And black women finally getting their due. Like I was just finally. like floored at this Emmys, just like watching Liz. I'm gonna cry again. I've been crying for like two days for like whatever, just th- that time of year. I don't know, it's just like the holidays <laughs> come and just like Christy McVee passing from yeah. Fleetwood Mac really hit me. My friend that I the last time I saw them in concert, I saw the full lineup of Fleetwood was one of my friends who passed away last year of cancer around this time of year, and so I was just feeling like that loss along with this loss, and just like thinking about all that, and um, it's just sorry, just just all 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 that um all that emotion. Then I watched the Lizzo documentary in the midst yeah. of all of this, that love Lizzo, and just watching her journey mm-hmm. and seeing like big girls, big black girls. Like I was just like in tears. Like I went to her concert a couple weeks ago and just like cried half the show too. Just like, can't believe that this, this time, this is like what I yeah. waited for since I was a little kid. I was like, okay, people want to buy our stories right now. People want to hear our stories. Like I cannot, I cannot, I'm just like savoring this moment and just like, so like empowered and excited and just like realizing yeah. the weight. Like I didn't have the words, I think feeling like have hearing other people express them you know yeah
1: oh i get that what a beautiful moment yeah so let's talk about nailed it oh god (laughs) that was like a big turn like i'm all let's get serious now let's talk about nailed it
0: let's do it talk to me what do you want to know what do you what's what's your questions comments concerns
1: first of all (laughs) i love the show so much and you were so cute and positive the whole time. And I was like, I, before we actually got acquainted, I was like, oh my God, I'm obsessed with her. I love her. <laughs> oh, no. You're so oh. like, all of a sudden we're like in this like friendship on Instagram. And I'm like, oh my God, I have to talk
0: to her. Oh, you're so, so sweet. Oh my gosh. Well, that so, was a journey. Yeah. yeah.
1: Tell me about it. I, I like... Because we we always hear horror stories, but I want to hear what your experience was. (laughs) Oh,
0: my God. Well, it's still reality TV, baby. So, you know, it's all about them edits. And I definitely was like, oh, God, watching it. It's the whole other thing. But it was such a magical time. It was we filmed it actually in 2020 in September of 2020. It was one of the first shows to go back into production. This is before vaccines. This is high, high, big pandemic time. Right. Mm -hmm. So. It was kind of a big deal. They threw us in, you know, quarantine hotels in Bird If you notice, everybody pretty much that whole season are all from Southern California yeah. because they didn't want to fly people in because of the risk and all that stuff too. I actually auditioned for the season that came out before the season of mine that dropped. We actually I auditioned with my best friend, Joseph Pinzon. He's on episode four of that same season. He's the fabulous Filipino uh Got us. he's like my my bff for 25 years so he and i actually practiced baking that whole summer together like we were like okay we're gonna get on this show we're gonna nail it like we had a you know a casting director reach out and we were like okay so we auditioned and we interviewed together so we did the whole process together and then they get to the casting portion and they're like actually we're gonna put you guys on next season and we're splitting you up if that's okay we were like, uh, uh, I guess, um, he's much better at assembly and I was better at like the actual like baking itself. And so it was just like, we had a good, you know, uh, tag team set up, but we were excited to still get on the show and, you know, still get to film. And I've been obsessed with nailed it since it came out. Like I'm one of those people. I'm like a super fan as well. If you couldn't tell by me watching, that's why I was losing my like shit the whole time.
1: And you got the chef hat the first round. Like, it was so... Oh, it's
0: here. I have the chef oh. hat. It's in my closet here. It is a hot mess. It's still a hot mess. I have it in a plastic baggie because it just sheds glitter at all times. Like, I literally have some people coming over for a holiday party. I'm like, don't worry. I'll bring out the hat. Like, it'll be fine. Like, you can all try it on. You're That's all just part- throwing
1: down tarps to keep the glitter from it. Oh,
0: for sure. Like, my hotel room, the quarantine hotel room, like, it was just, like, covered in glitter. <laughs> Because you get to take that all home right there, like yeah. it happens. And so, um, yeah, so it was it was a crazy casting experience. It was super fun, like I said, to audition with my friend. And then um, the experience itself was actually really, really lovely. Like I said, it was one of the first things to go back. So all the production staff were just happy to be there, you know, just like happy to work again and just happy mm-hmm. to be, you know, doing something like this and also putting out something so positive for people because people really needed you know we all were just binge watching everything we could and anything positive and you know and yeah. nailed it is really about spreading love and positivity and having fun and nicole byer who's you know also one of my funny women heroes like yeah right. holy goodness right like she's like one of the holy grail she's one, i think one of the funniest people out there um i've met her multiple times she never remembers me which is my favorite part Um, And so we talked about that actually in the show. It's totally cut. Like it's just hilarious because she and I hung out like after seeing Latrice Royale um, in concert who we both are like obsessed with, like hanging out and talking, have like all these cute pictures with her. I will send them and share them with you if you want. Yes,
1: please. And
0: like, she's so funny. And then, um, and Jacques, you know, of course, who's just, you know, a dear heart of a human. And he's really helpful. Like we actually sat and talked about dough and talked about, you know, crust and like my obsession with pie and like all of that. So it was just really, really fun. Um the whole crew and Wes who I was just- about to ask. That was my
1: next cool question. <laughs> I the answer I, you have answered.
0: <laughs> he is so married but he is so hot and he was so nice. I'm so sad he's married because dear goodness and he is tall. I was just like he is like six plus you know just like hunk of a just yes. yes. And he's literally working the whole time. Like they really do bother him. Like he's legitimately producing the show and working (laughs) and they just bother him the whole time. So the thing about being there, it's more disorienting than you could ever imagine because you got the big clock on the wall. There's like the timer going to So You're like literally very present to the time the whole time. The panel's talking the whole time. I mean, Nicole doesn't shut up like the whole day. And so it's just her just just gab jibby jabbing and making jokes and doing stuff. And then you have like a producer in your face and like another camera and another camera and you have to narrate your own show the whole time. Oh, wow. So everybody's talking at the same time. So there's like five people talking at the same time. So it's like, and then you're not in your home kitchen, obviously, like, and right. like, you don't know where half the stuff is. You're trying to figure it out. These, these industrial strength oven that you're like, I have never used an oven that's like this fancy. Um And then, you know, the lights, all of it. And then also we were just taking off our mask like right before. Yeah. So my makeup's all crazy because I literally had to do it myself. Like I can see my lipstick migrated, you know, (laughs) like if you look closely at the episode because it was so COVID. So. I didn't, we
1: did not notice that. I think um, you were probably the only one that noticed it other than your friends. But I will go back and watch it because I love, I love geeky granular kind of things
0: Yeah. and so, and then um, you do make a little, like, extra little thing, like, for them to taste. So it's not the actual big cake. You have to make, like, mini versions of everything oh, God. Um, to hand to them. Yeah. So that's, like, the added stress that, like, um, is there. But my producer for my episode, Anika, is a cosplayer and, like, a big old nerd and a Renaissance nerd. And so am I. So I'm still friends with her as well. And... Oh, my God. We had a great time doing all the, like, confessional interviews and stuff like that that she uh, she walked me through. So, we That's... go and recap your episode and talk about what's going on. and I Ugh. love it. So,
1: so, what have you been watching lately? What have you been binging lately?
0: Oh, my God. I just binged Wednesday and um, Burden. the Tim Burton thing. I actually really enjoyed it. I, like, went in there, like, with a blank slate because there's... You know, Tim Burton baggage of him just being, you know, like, so white it hurts and, like, you know, saying shitty things that are just like, I just make things for white people kind of a thing. And you're just like, all these other people enjoy your dark, weird stuff. Like, you need to do better, dude. But I really enjoy Jenna Ortega's performance Mm is phenomenal sweet have you seen it at all have you watched? i have
1: it? not watched it yet but i saw the trailer and i was like i'm going to watch this i just have to be in a space where i can actually pay attention which usually by 7 p.m i am not in a state where i
0: can understood no i get it there's certain shows and i'm like i'm saving this for when i can be present like i 100 yeah. percent. there's some shows i'm gonna i can throw on and do other stuff and like you know whatever but we had that long like holiday weekend this last weekend for like thanksgiving and stuff and i was just like oh I got most of my stuff done the first two days. So this was great. So I um, was able to binge on, on you know, the, the end of the weekend. And um, I also binged, what was it? That was my background for putting up my Christmas decor was um, This Fool on okay. Hulu. It's an awesome. It just got renewed, I believe, too. It is dope. It's the most just fun little Latin show. Like, it's, it's just Spanglish, L.A. It's very, I don't know. I'm, I'm from here. And it's just, it felt very, very that. It was great. I love it. Mm-hmm. I, I
1: will watch it to um, feel
0: like I'm back there. <laughs> no, I highly recommend it. This full is like, it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's got a lot of heart. It's really funny. It's like, yeah, it's a brother and his like, and his like cousin and, and, and the family and just dealing with one of the guys just gets out of prison and just dealing with what it's like to try to be a reform thug. And I, <laughs> <laughs> I it's hella it. cute. Yeah. Turned yeah. On. Yeah. I yeah,
1: will check that out. What did I just start watching?
0: What do so? you, yeah, I was going to ask, what are you watching? I'm kind of obsessed with Girls 5 Eva. Okay, so I went to UCLA with Sarah Bareilles and my friend Joe Pinzon, who's on also nailed it. Episode 4, check it out again. And then um, our friend Dr. John Paul is on that episode with them. Um, but um, Sarah was in acapella with Joe. Like, they mm-hmm. were in acapella. Like, I used to go see her play the Divas Dive Bars in Los Angeles yeah. when we were at UCLA. And then all of a sudden, she went on tour with Maroon 5. And we were like, holy shit, Sarah's famous. Like, what <laughs> just happened? Like, we all also, like, knew she would be because she was – her voice was like it is now. Like, it was yeah. always a like, beautiful. And she always wrote amazing music and did great arrangements for their group. And um, she's just such a dear heart and such a dorky, wonderful person. And so, so happy for her success. Yeah.
1: Yeah, totally. I got the script before to audition. And I, I auditioned for Paula –
0: Paula's part oh of course yes oh yes absolutely absolutely yes and I was like
1: okay this script is so funny I can't wait to watch it (laughs) like it's
0: hilarious I could so see you in that role oh my god yes 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 yes
1: I would have loved Um, it obviously but
0: (laughs) I'd be but it's so brilliant yeah Yeah, so good I love and that. They- Have you watched uh, We Are Lady Parts on Peacock?
1: Yes. Oh, oh, my God. I love that you brought that up. It's so such a deep cut.
2: It's so um, good. We Are Lady
1: Parts, yes. If, for those of you who haven't watched it, it's about a... Um, Muslim girls who start a band a punk band a punk band of
0: all things it's and so great it is so
1: great it is so great I actually downloaded all the songs and listened to them.
0: <gasps> look at you you're hardcore you're hardcore oh I love this I just I just love that it's I don't know it's it's so specific yeah. like it made me feel like more optimistic than like Rami like I feel like that's also a really well done show too but like I feel like we just have, obviously, we don't have, like, a lot of Muslim content, you know? Right. Like, like, I just, I don't know, I'm just, just the the nuances that they're, they're dealing with. I just, I, such a fun little peek into that world.
1: And seeing a view that you don't get to see, like, it was, it was beautiful. I love it. So, I, we we both highly suggest it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like Pika's doing a good job. I love that, and, like, Reservation Dogs on Hulu and stuff, too, and just, like, Just there's just I just want all the new perspectives. I'm just like, give it to me. I'm so hungry for it. So happy to see to see so many new fun things.
1: Completely. Yay. So you seem like you are. And I know that this is, you know, public facing, but you seem so happy and fun. And how do you maintain that, especially since the industry is crazy yeah i mean it's hard and you know getting it, rejected and you know
0: it's you all know, part of it and like i just like i talked about earlier with the shirley ralph thing of like being like she's been in this career this this long and she was just as shocked as we were that she won yeah. do you know what i mean though like yeah. it was like that moment of just like we know it's hard we know it's been hard i think you know as like people on the fringes or not the you know not the mainstream, quote unquote, the majority. Right. Um, it's it's never been easy. I think like that was one of those things. I just remember. Um, oh, we're getting deep cuts today. I'm getting a little heartfelt. Like I just remember, yeah. I um, I am a, a a pansexual human, you know. And like I remember coming out to my parents, um, in my early twenties, and my dad just like them, you know, crying and freaking out and having terrible reaction. But also the the biggest thing, my dad was like, well. You just made another thing harder for you. (laughs) Like you already have all these things, you know, that like are not for you. Like you already got to work, you know, a bajillion times harder, the whole whole thing, right? And it was like, oh, not another thing. And like the beauty of this moment, which makes me like elated every other day is like the stuff you're talking about, all these roles that are like specifically asking for the things that were, I was told were going to be the hardest things for me later on in life are the things that are now like I'm literally getting in rooms because of that. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're like, they're like, we would like that perspective. Now we actually are hungry for that. We need to know what's going on with that. That's actually very interesting. I'm like, yeah, I've been the most interesting person in the room for a long time. And now, you know, you um, I'm not always positive though. It is, it is hard. You know, yes, I'm jolly and fun and yes, I'm, Look like a cackling bobblehead of of laughter on Nailed It, because that's the edit I got. (laughs) I did have full conversations with everybody, but a lot of it was edited down to just me laughing at the end of whatever the heck I had just said. So um,
1: you're like, (laughs) they edited out all my deep wisdom words that i came with (laughs) they edit all that out
0: just giving them gems like i'm an improver you know so i'm just giving them like riffs like i'm just like giving them so much stuff i was like oh they just wanted the giggles okay that's fine too um uh it depends i mean i I spent a lot of time here alone you know like recharging my batteries to get back out there and you know be with the people um you know, I, I've, I've lived my life, I guess, as an extrovert, but I spent a lot of time recharging alone as an, as an introverted time. Um, I think, you know, self-care making sure that, you know, that it's like I said, you have to fall in love with it. It's not, um, there's not an end zone. Do you know what I mean though? No, like yeah. this is a journey. And so I always, uh, my mom always said, you know, enjoy the journey. I have like a little, a little mantra on one of my walls in my office too, that says that, um, because that's what it's really about. Like at the end of the day, you know, it's the journey. Like there is no, there is no set destination. We don't know when this thing ends. We don't know when the expiration is. We honestly don't. So it's like, if you're not enjoying today, like, I don't know what you're doing. Like, this is it. This moment, every moment is it. So, um, I feel like I learned that early on. My mom had cancer when I was 11 and, um, she's fine now still living her life. But like, I just remember like her coming home from after having surgeries and stuff. And like, one morning I woke up and she was being, you know, taken down like a hallway in a gurney and I, out of my house, like she needed to, she had lost too much blood, I guess, needed a transfusion, but I thought she was going to die. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I just remember being like, oh my gosh, yeah. life goes really fast. And she was younger than I am right now. Mm-hmm. And that like perspective, I'm just like, oh my gosh, I'm already like beyond like, you know, my ancestors dreams and beyond what I've already, you know, what I wanted to do in my life. And I just feel like I keep trying to... uh collect new fun experiences because that's kind of what we get to do. Right. Yeah. yeah. So finding great conversations, people to chat with, you know, I love
1: that. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my, fa- I love talking.
0: <laughs> you know, the thing that I got in trouble for in school. Now people call me up and want to yeah. chat with me. I was just like, thank you. Uh-huh. Exactly. <laughs>
1: um, I'm coming up on being the same age that my dad was when he passed away. And I'm, there's something weird inside of me that keeps coming up. This this low lying anxiety. Was mm-hmm. there something about that age, your mom's age at the time, that when you got there, you were like, "What's going to happen?"
0: Absolutely, I moved in with my friends. Like I, that. Like I was like, I don't know what's going to happen this next year. Happened to be right before the pandemic, so. <laughs>
1: You're like, if I die, at least someone will find me.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, it's so funny. And I was like, I don't know. It was like 2019. It was the end of 2019. Uh, My BFF, since I was, you know, 10 years old, we met rollerblading. Um, We lived around the corner from each other. She and her wife were pregnant and were about to have their baby. And I'd worked as a nanny for a long time, you know, creative life, um, all the jobs. And so I was like, yep. So I'm like, I'm here, you know, if you need help with this kid and we can get a bigger place for y'all. And so. I moved in with them, you know, towards the end of 2019. And I was like, I don't know, but it's almost that age where my mom got very sick. I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to feel like I'm going to need people around me. A few months later, <laughs> like <laughs> I got my gallbladder out in February, 2020, I got very sick. And I was like, I don't know what's wrong with me. I'm dying. And I was like, oh, it's my gallbladder. Cool, cool, cool. And then, you know, March, 2020, all of a sudden, and then we had, we had a baby in their house. Cause you know, he's, this little little person, my little godson, now was born, and so I lived with my BFF, her wife, and and their kid, and like, you know, that was my big crazy thing I did right before that time. Just knowing I wanted to be around people, and it was the best decision I ever made. You know, just having you know friends and family to be around, and while we were all locked up together, but having a little baby who like was just not a, keenly unaware of what the heck was going on outside, and was just like so joyous and happy, and you know. It's, it was, it was, that's what I did. I got, that's what, that was my crazy thing I did right before um, that age. And yeah, there is that anxiety. It is scary. My, I, I I. think I thought it back to my grandfather who ended up living into his 90s, but he would always tell me about like preparing me for his death my whole life. You know, like he was always like, yeah. well, when I, cause he was, he had that same thing for the time when his father had passed. Like, it's just, I think that's that thing yeah. in your brain that just like, you know, there's, you feel like, okay, that's, I guess, my timeline, maybe, you know, because that's like your best guess, you know, as far as genetics, but it doesn't have to be at your story, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's just like
1: this weird feeling. Anyway.
0: (laughs) It's no, it's not. It's totally, like, totally normal. It's grounded. I feel like that's so many people. You're like, oh, if I make it past this time, or I make it to this time, and, you know. If I
1: make it past this age, I'm gonna live forever. Forever.
0: I'm gonna be 105. I don't know just. Yeah, yeah.
1: So how does humor play a role in your
0: life? It is everything. It yeah. is everything. Comedy is literally like, I didn't realize, I think I was, was just listening to one of your other episodes about comedy nerds. And I was just like, yep. I didn't realize I was a comedy nerd till I read uh, Judd Apatow's book, like Sick in the Head. You know, have you read this book? No. It is phenomenal. Um, Judd is a weird creepy genius, but he, um, when he was in high school, he had a like a, ran the radio station basically. He had like a talk show. And so his long con is like he was like early podcast, like what we do. He would call up people and be like, I need it for this such a radio show. And he would like book like name talent like for his high school freaking radio station. And he would like, <laughs> Yeah, no, it was, it's, so good so he has all these old interviews and stories with like all these celebrities from the time he was like like 14 years old basically like he was doing this and so because he was trying to figure out why people were funny and how they got to the funny right yeah and that was like his deep dive thing he like didn't realize like oh he's like i'm a comic like you like and i was reading this i was like oh I'm one of these people where I'm just like, I will go through the documentary on the comedians. I want to know their life. I want to know their story and I know how and I know why I want to break it down. I want to figure out why it's funny. I want to figure out how they figured out how to be funny. I want to figure out all that stuff. And I was like, oh, also comedy nerd. Cause I didn't realize I was like, I thought all my friends sat and watched like YouTube comedy, like all night and like watch comedian sets and like deep cuts. And I was like, oh no that's just you gamble like okay and like a few of you other comedy nerds and once I found that out I started finding more of my people I was like all right and that's when I started doing more improv and more stand-up and like meeting people and um once I realized that that was part of my life too but his book I highly recommend it it's literally chock full of just interviews with like people some of them are more recent interviews but he literally opened up his archive of like old stuff and they're so funny like him like Con and Gary Shandling into, like, you know, an interview. Do you know what I mean, though? And, like, it's just, it's just it's crazy. Crazy, Man, crazy. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I wish I were that nerdy about comedy. I'm just like, <laughs> it feels like work now. You know? Like, I'm just
0: all like... Well, that's where the schoolgirl comes in that you talked about, Miss Educated. She's like, I must find out the uh, etymology and the, uh, you know, science behind what made this person laugh. So... Yeah. And I'm over
1: here watching, like, really weird miniature videos. Like,
0: how do they make it so small?
1: See, that's great, <laughs> and, too, though. And, like, now I'm watching a bunch of tailoring things. I'm like, I don't even know all these words that they're saying, but I'm so fascinated with that crease.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. No, I love, I love, that's my other passion. I I was, I did costumes when I was at UCLA. Yeah. And that was, like, my, like, thing. But it was, like, of that era where that you had to choose your path. So I actually helped pack up the kit for the, um... Costume designer for The Notebook. Oh. I helped her pack up her kit and she had asked me to come work on set. Like I would have got flown out to like North Carolina where they filmed and like done that. That was like we're like the crossroads, you know, of life, yeah. where I was like yeah. I probably could have gone on to like really do a lot in that. But I could sit and watch clothing history stuff all day. That was definitely one of my – still one of my passions. I literally have a whole room that's just closed. My friend's joking. We call it the closet office. I almost got it all set up. The closet office. That's awesome. Yeah, I I, people come over for stuff all the time. I love, 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 love. I'm in scrunchie
1: hell right now. I'm making like a million scrunchies, and I'm like, why is my sewing machine doing this?
0: Oh, because you're asking too much of it. It's true. (laughs) No, she's all
1: I'm just a little singer,
0: (laughs) I'm just a baby singer, you know. It's a hard life sometimes. It is a hard life. (laughs) Bobbing (laughs)
1: around. Yes. (laughs) Well, Mm -hmm. this is all the time we have for the interview. Terry, thank you so much for joining me. And tell us where we can find you on the interwebs.
0: Oh, my God. I'm all over, I guess. But you can find me at the Terry Gamble. That's at the and T-E-R-I Gamble um, on pretty much all the platforms. Um, except TikTok, which I just find very difficult, and I have a a, a thing there, but it's it, it literally it's it looks like a fake account, so follow it at your own risk, I guess. <laughs> but but I'm mostly on the Instagram and Twitter uh, the most, so you can find me there.
1: Awesome. Well, have a happy holiday.
0: You too. Enjoy and happy New Year and all the things and good luck with all your scrunchies. <laughs> are those gifts? Are they going to be gifts for people?
1: their merch
0: oh my god you have great merch can i just shout that out too you yes, have amazing ladies. merch um that was one way we connected i was like can you tell me more about this i was like i need this bag yesterday great merch great bags buttons pins all the good stuff you're fabulous all the things, <laughs> all the things. i should also shout out horror Movie survival guide yes. that's my weekly podcast you can find that you can find links to that on all my stuff too and you um, have merch
1: over there too which i'm gonna we got
0: we got merch yep which i'm yep. getting into soon <laughs> yes i will have to send you some stuff love but yeah it. we um yeah we 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 love it we love creepy things we tackle different movies we've had amazing guests on this last year like we've had everyone from like comedy people Kyle Mooney you know who's yes. amazing Harvey Guillen, who's a dear friend of 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 yeah he's he's lovely um for what we do in the shadows we've had um just some fun fun people like Julie Klausner that's one of my favorite interviews too and and um some really cool people so check that out if you like scary things and even if you don't um if there's a movie you always wanted to see but you were too scared to watch we literally spoil all of them so that's that's (laughs) the thing so you can feel like you watched it and like hang out with your friends and like know what they're talking about so yeah
1: i love it so much well have a wonderful day and happy holidays
0: again happy holidays to you and thank you so much
1: You've been listening to the I Love Funny Women podcast. I'm Dina Nina. I'm Lalita D. And you can find me on all the socials
2: at Dina Nina XO. You can find me on most of the socials, but I'm most active on Instagram at Lalita D Comedy. And of course, follow
1: us on at I Love Funny Women on all the socials, as well as Artemis Bone Network on Instagram. Have a great week. Have a great week, everyone. Go
2: Warnock. Go Holland go pressure and
1: dancer and prancer and vixen <laughs>